understand, yeah, you're excited too. Uh, and they're gonna be talking about something very, very important. Um, so if you guys remember, we've been, I've been doing the habits teaching, uh, hangout, you remember, accountability, uh, you know, Bible, all, Bible memorization, you know. Um, but they, the, my staff, they've been teaching the five purposes, kind of like why we exist as a, uh, as a ministry, okay? Um, so this is part of our, every week has been part of our, um, our purpose statement. So if you see the, the five words in our purpose statement, you'll, you'll, you'll begin to see what it is, okay? But today they're going to be talking about... Hi, my, my, my name is Aaron. I'm Michelle. I'm Katie. This isn't a microphone, this is the recorder for those of the people that aren't here. Uh, and today we will be talking about equipping ourselves. So this is our purpose statement. Our purpose statement is we exist to honor Jesus, serve others, connect, quit, and multiply culturally diverse students for the glory of God. So uh, I think it was last staff retreat, a couple staff retreats ago, uh, the staff came up with our values as to what we want our youth to uh, look like and what we want them to do in their faith and to grow in their faith. And this is the five purposes that we came up with, or that they came up with. So, um, who's first? which is basically um, a summary of everything we're going to be talking about today. Um, discipleship equips us to be more like Christ, and it allows us to experience God through others. So basically, if you don't get anything out of anything we say, just that's it. That's like the big point to remember. And we'll like go deeper in it as we go on. So, so we're talking about equip, and that's discipleship. And the Great Commission, which is up to Matthew 28, 19, 19 through 20, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So here we highlighted all the verbs because Jesus commands us to go and make disciples of all nations. So what is a disciple? Um, just like, I can't really speak for Aaron and Michelle, but me personally, when we first got together to um, kind of create our outline and decide what we wanted to talk about, I specifically realized I didn't really have any experience with discipleship in any like big spiritual way. And I think Aaron and Michelle kind of agreed. Um, so we, we kind of struggled. We weren't exactly sure like, what are we supposed to say when we don't really have any experience? So we talked to Howard and Howard was especially like, you know, discipleship doesn't have to be this big thing like, um, to be a disciple you don't have to go around like performing all these miracles and going around like the world like that's not what makes you a good disciple um so in a general sense what a disciple is um this is just like a literal definition someone who adheres to the teachings of another a follower a learner um someone who takes up the ways of someone else all right i'm gonna get to the bottom half later but um in a general sense a disciple is you know exactly what it says up there someone who adheres to the teachings of another um, some examples of this that like you wouldn't necessarily even think of is like worship team up here like when Robin helps um, Max learn how to play guitar or Kyung helps um, Tommy play bass and things like that like that 
doesn't necessarily ring as a big spiritual, like you're teaching someone else how to become a better Christian, but that's a form of discipleship. Um, another general example I thought of that was a really good example is the movie Dead Poet Society. Um, I don't know if anyone's heard of it. If you go to Lakeside, you watch it when you're a sophomore. Go Lakeside. Um, so Dead Poet Society is a movie. It has Robin Williams. Um, a summary of the movie is John Keating, who is Robin Williams, um, he becomes a teacher at this really like uptight, traditional, old school um, boys prep school. And all the students there, they're all boys, they're all very stressed, they get pressure from their parents, I think a lot of us can relate to that. But when they encounter John Keating as a teacher, he really teaches them um, to like go out of their comfort zone and just learn to live life to the fullest rather than um, being really stressed all the time. So I have this video that kind of I think it's a good example of like what discipleship is or can be. Do I click again? If it comes up, I hope it comes up. <coughs> this movie made Michelle cry. That page has been ripped out. Oh wait, can we pause it for a second? Sorry. So this scene is basically because John Keating, he's such like an um, out of the ordinary teacher, he gets fired from the prep school. So this is him, he's about to leave his classroom and then there's a new substitute and he's being really boring and all the students are like, oh, what the heck, like we don't have Mr. Keeney anymore. And then he's about to leave the room and they like, and then, okay, so that'll, that's kind of a preface for the video, sorry. Sit down. I want you to speak it. Sit down. Speak. 
like, I mean, you get the general gist. Um, so that's like an example of what discipleship can look like um, in a really like cheesy way, since we was made in the 80s. So that kind of explains <laughs> that. But um, so yeah, like these boys dedicated their so much um, themselves so much to um, Robin Williams' character and learned so much from him that they were willing to like you know take a stand and really apply what he had taught them, which is what you know God um, commands us to do in the Great Commission, and that's what we are supposed to do as um, disciples and to create other disciples and to be disciples. So then that brings us from like what is a general like image of a disciple to how we apply that as Christians. Um, a disciple is someone who worships, and then there's a reference there for a verse. Um, but the hour is coming and now is here, and when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. So that's basically um, saying that God commands us to be a disciple and that we are kind of a reflection of him and we are disciples of God and through that we become um, we create disciples of other people someone who serves um, the reference is John 13 14 through 15 if I then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet you also ought to wash one another's feet for I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done for you uh, done for you so that's um, going along with we are disciples of God and we are um, to serve others and make them disciples and then someone who witnesses, um, Acts 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. That's just like reiterating the same thing, creating disciples in other people, and spreading God's word, because that's what we're commanded to do as disciples. Um, so in a spiritual sense, discipleship, um, in a, a definition, discipleship means intentionally partner, partnering with another Christian in order to help that person obey Jesus and grow in relationship with him. So um, this basically just means creating, intentionally creating a relationship with another Christian and um, devoting yourselves to each other like, hey, I really want to help you learn. Um, I w really want you to grow in Christ. And that's usually the person who's more experienced. But not only that, like the person who's more experienced, you're not only teaching the person under you, but you can learn from them as well, and you're basically just growing um, with each other and holding each other accountable in your, um, yeah. One of the things that we, I talked to Howard about was uh, building unity within the church. I think uh, Howard's been thinking a lot about um, trying to build better relationships between the English and the Korean ministry, um, and he kind of mentioned something along the lines of, um, discipleship and how our youth group is a little bit disjointed even from the English ministry um, because most of us just come to this service um, and uh, we don't really interact with the people that are older than us. So in, in that sense, we don't even consider, oh, can I be a disciple of uh, people in the older congregation? Uh, so by thinking in that aspect or in that way, like thinking, uh, maybe there's like uh, someone in the English ministry who knows a lot more than me, um, is a lot older than me, and has experienced a lot of life more than I have. Why can't I get like experience from them? And in that sense, it builds unity within the church. Um, yeah. Okay, so why should I disciple? So like Katie said earlier, none of us really have had like really significant discipleship, discipler-like relationships, so we were kind of unsure of how 
to really describe what discipleship is. But for me, my one experience is from this past summer, I went to a conference called Synod, and it's a bunch of um, Korean Presbyterian kids that come together during the summer and just um, it's like three days of worship and prayer. And I had the opportunity to go as a counselor, and that's pretty much their form of a small group leader. So that really freaked me out just because I had never been in a position like that, like a leadership position. And having uh, people under me kind of intimidated me because I didn't know what to do exactly. I had never taken on that position before and I didn't know how to um, really connect with these girls and how to like be a good small group leader. So pretty much it really challenged me to take a good look at myself and because you have younger people under you, they look up to you. So you have to serve as an example. Um, not saying that you have to be perfect all the time because that's impossible for us, but it just really challenged me to um, be more aware of myself and how to carry myself in front of them. So these are some, okay, so why should I disciple others? First of all, like we've talked about the Great Commission, God tells us to do it. Um, and by this way, um, it can really help us grow in our faith. Like if you're struggling, I feel like discipleship can really um, just motivate you to continue to grow because when you have um, someone there that looks up to you and that you have this discipleship, disciple, discipler relationship, it kind of pushes you forward to continue to grow. Um, and like I said, it helps both the, the discipler and the disciple, I guess. Um, kind of like an accountability, it keeps you going. Um, and as you go deeper with each other, um, you gain perspective. Like, um, say you're having a hard time with a certain situation, you can get um, feedback from another person, especially if someone's older than you and they've already been through that experience, they can help you by giving you advice. Say like school, for example, or just worship team, like you said, um, learning from someone else and build intimate relationships. So yeah, by going, by having this relationship, you're going deeper with each other and you're sharing life, you're sharing space together, you're sharing time together. So it's um, kind of natural that you form an intimate relationship with this person. Um, and that obviously, obviously takes time and trust, um, but with that kind of relationship, um, it really helps each other, like it's a really helpful relationship, I guess. Just to like add, <laughs> add to what Michelle said, she talked about her experience being like in the leader position of a disciple relationship. But me being like the younger one, um, I've been I've been going to this church since like late middle school, and I've grown up like looking up to a lot of people in this room. Um, I think when you're in that, when you're in an older position, you often forget you're like in your own little world, and you forget that there are people younger than you who are constantly like looking at you as like the cool kid and like um, you know like what they aspire to be. Um, so you don't realize like how much of an impact you can have as a disciple and as a role model, but um, <coughs> as being someone younger who's been lucky enough to have such great like role models and like discipler um, figures to look up to, I just like really encourage you to like put yourself in that kind of relationship because I feel like I've learned a lot as like a little disciplee indirectly. Okay, so. I guess the next nat natural question is, who should be discipleship? Who should be discipled? Or who should I disciple? <laughs> who, 
who should be discipleship. Um, so I think uh, when we were discussing, a lot of us were thinking like, um, I don't think I'm mature enough to be discipling others, or maybe like, I don't think I'm ready to be discipled because I'm not, I'm just not there yet because I, I have a lot of problems going on in my life. Um, but uh, I guess some basic things that we came up with is just that as Christians, um, as it's mentioned in the Great Commission, Jesus tells us to go and make disciples. Uh, even if you're not qualified, um, but uh, the next thing is just that uh, anyone with a testimony, anyone with a story about what God has done in their life is qualified to share that with someone. It's, it's not necessarily a formal relationship of master and disciple, but uh, maybe even just being a friend with someone, telling them what God has done in your life and how that can affect them uh, in, in any way. So just anyone with a testimony. And uh, you don't necessarily have to be experienced either. I wouldn't say that any of us are like mega experienced. We're, we're still probably like level two Christians, just being honest. Um, and uh, I think uh, the main thing is just that discipling people or being discipled challenges us to grow. Um, so on, on one way, uh, when we get discipled by other people or when, when we get speaking advice, discipleship, blah, 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 from other people, it challenges us to grow because they're pouring into us wisdom and knowledge. And uh, I guess if, if we're taking it seriously, we're not just going to ignore that advice, right? Um, and on the other hand, if you're discipling others, I think, uh, like Michelle says, uh, Michelle said with her, her synod experience, it challenged her to think about her life. What am I doing that might be a stumbling block for people that are actually looking up to me? So um, another like uh, group of people that are interested, just to go off of that, is just people that are ready or interested in committing and going deeper with their faith. I think uh, I mentioned a little bit of this before, but it's, it's just that uh, we can only do so much on our own. I know for me, uh, if I'm just reading the Bible by myself, uh, that's just one perspective. I, I could totally interpret the wrong way and then you know, be completely wrong. Um, so I think I really value the perspective of other people regardless of if they're older or younger than me, just to see like what's going on in your mind and how can I look at it differently. Um, and um, I think this is another great way for us to align ourselves with Jesus' mission, the Great Commission, to go and make disciples of others. Um, like uh, if one, one example that, that uh, I read was that uh, if you're kind of like in a spiritual slump and you're reading the Bible as hard as you can, you're praying, but you're not necessarily <coughs> hearing from God, you might be, but you just don't know. Um, or you're just like going to church day after day, uh, like throwing all your money into the offering basket, be like, okay, God's going to bless me now because I gave him a million dollars. Even after that, you still feel like you're in a spiritual slump. Maybe discipleship and finding perspective from other people is a way to get out of that spiritual slump. Um, and one way was uh, that, that I heard described was that inner renewal drives us to seek God more for the sake of others uh, and indirectly for the sake of ourselves. Um, so the more that we 
are put into those kinds of situations, the more things that we find out about ourselves. Um, and for people that want to make disciples, um, I think uh, Jesus calls us in Matthew, well, he didn't call us, but he called his disciples to go follow me and I will make you fishers of men uh, in Matthew 4.19. Um, so that's a perfect example of uh, we don't have to be level 100 Christians to make disciples of people. Uh, his disciples were fishermen, tax collectors, normal everyday people that just dropped everything and followed Jesus and then they became uh, the, the founding fathers of the early church. Um, so I think just by humbling yourself and thinking that you know it's, it's not me that's making disciples, it's God working through me. Uh, you can grow and desire from discipling others in a uh, not necessarily structured way. So um, this was a verse that I found was really encouraging. Paul wrote this to the Corinthian church. He said, I planted, Apollos watered. Apollos is uh, Paul's disciple. Uh, but God gave the growth, so neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. So this kind of just goes along with my thinking in terms of um, I can't be thinking that, oh, I'm so great, I'm going to make a million disciples, and then those people are going to make a million more disciples, and then everyone's going to be Christians. That'd be great. <laughs> um, but in actuality, it's, it's God working through me. Um, so the next step that we're going to be talking about is uh, a three phrase, another big idea. It's think big, start small, and go deep, right? Yeah. So uh, to sum everything up about disciple making, disciple making is the process in which a maturing believer invests himself for a or herself for a particular period of time in one or just a few younger believers in order to help their growth in the faith, including helping them also to invest in others who will invest in others. So for the practical application, how can I be discipled or how can I go and make disciples? So um, the first point we have is be intentional. Um, you know, discipleship isn't easy, um, but I think it's really important in that, like, I think everyone can attest to that. Just kind of living life on your own based on your own judgment is really hard and you find yourself in a lot of hard places. And that's why it's really important to surround yourself with um, fellow believers who will help guide you. And that's a form, that's like a, a medium of what, or discipleship is a medium of that and a representation of that. So it's really important that you um, are constantly seeking other people because it's really easy to just want to go off on your own, but it's really important to create that kind of environment for yourself. Um, and even though it's not easy, growth in general isn't easy, but as Christians, we should constantly be wanting to grow. So that's what we should be moving towards. Uh, be willing. No one can force you to, like, disciple another person. No one can, like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't be like, you have to go disciple that person, and you have no say in it. You have to be willing to do it. You you have to want to do it, or else it just it just doesn't work that way. So. Be brave. Um, so it's really difficult to, well, a big foundation of discipleship, I think, in, a, in that kind of relationship is being vulnerable with each other, because how else are you supposed to learn from each other if you're not learning from each other's experiences um, in order to you know, tell your experiences? That requires you to be really vulnerable. 
But um, if you want to get anything out of that kind of relationship, you really do have to be brave and be willing to be vulnerable and understand that um, the other person in that relationship is with you. Um, they like devoted themselves to your growth and um, you should trust them and be completely brave and vulnerable in that relationship. Uh, be patient. Um, so going into it, you might expect to get like really deep really fast or like things might not be moving along as like well as you expected. Like you might want to get into these conversations where you cry all the time because Howard mentions all the time how like some small groups they like cry and you're just like, oh, I want that too. But it might not work that way. Um, a lot of these relationships are, it can be really different. Like it's just based on the people that are in it, um, how you feel about um, yourself and your uh, like discipler. Um, and it might come in forms you may not really see as like a discipler disciple relationship. Like um, I know for example, Kudo had a discipler that he asked to men mentor him in a way. Um, but he like told us how it was kind of him asking a lot of things from him, him setting up times, meetings, and the discipler would just come and meet him. Um, and it wasn't like a every, every day kind of meeting, every week kind of thing, but um, it just, ju that just shows you how these things come in different forms and it's not like one she fits all kind of thing. So you have to be um, really patient when it comes to growing and growth with each other and with the Lord. I was actually going to tell that story too um, about Kudo. He basically told us that it was him constantly seeking um, the guy he want, who, who he wanted to disciple him. Um, along with that, I have an example. Um, being persistent is really important because like, when you drop one week that you don't meet with um, the other person in your relationship, it's really easy to be like, okay, we don't need to do this. Like, you just get really discouraged when you miss a week. Um, but like... God has really showed us that we don't need to be like that. He, his love for us is like never ending, and therefore, even when we um, drop the ball on something, He's constantly inviting us back to try and make that effort. Like for example, me and Jillian, um, we challenged each other to do the Bible reading thing, and I completely forgot about this week <laughs> until this morning. So it'd be really easy for me to be like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I already missed a week, but keep trying and be persistent and keep doing it. <laughs> Um, be open-minded. That kind of ties in everything. You just have to really be aware that not everything is gonna like be the way that we just like described it, or maybe not go the way you think it like you want to. So you just have to be really open-minded with um, the relationship you have, and um, just being like open to the other person. Like, say they tell you things, you need to be really gracious and like have an open mind. You know, no one's perfect. Like, say that your disciple isn't the person you thought they were. You can't just shut them out and be like, I don't want you anymore. You know what I mean? Like, that's messed up. So you have to be really open-minded with these things. So how do I start discipling others? Um, I think uh, something that kind of scared me um, in that, like, I don't think I'm a level 100 Christian. <laughs> I don't think I'm qualified to disciple other people. But uh, God tells me to do that. So, like, what, what do I do if I don't want to, but, but I have to? <laughs> Eventually, one day, maybe. Maybe I already am, but we'll see. Uh, so, first step, for me at least, be vulnerable. I think uh, one of my problems is that I don't like to share a lot of things with people because I'm afraid of what they'll think of me or I don't want to appear weak in front of others. Um, 
So I think this process I've been going through the past couple years trying to think about like uh, how can I be more vulnerable maybe without sharing too much. That's how it's still a process. But uh, I think uh, being vulnerable with others kind of helps bring down the walls uh, between you and another person. It helps you to connect more by saying like, hey man, I've been uh, been struggling with being patient. Like uh, I did my QT this morning, but then I like got on the road and then someone cut me off and then all of a sudden I was Hate people again, and then and then your 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 friend is probably just like, hey, me too. I did that this morning too. Uh, how can we like be more patient with each uh, with people and, and others? Um, and like, I don't know. I I don't like to admit those kinds of things to people because like, I see people getting road rage. I'm like, yeah, I'm not that guy, but I'm that guy <laughs> sometimes. Um, and being intentional, I think. Um, not all of us are gonna want to disciple others or be disciples, and that's okay. I think uh, uh, we don't have to be there just yet. Um, but uh, even even like uh, something as simple as reaching out to someone and being like, "Hey, how, how have you been? Uh, like, what what kind of classes are you taking?" Oh, oh, me too. Okay, I took that when I was uh, a, a young child. Um, uh, I have all my old notes. I can give them to you. Uh, that's not like something that you would consider to be spiritual discipling or discipling in general, but it's a start. Um, so as long as you have that heart and intentionality to reach out to people, I think that's a good place to start if you want to reach that level. Uh, be willing, same thing. Be understanding. Uh, not everyone's going to want to be discipled. Um, so if you reach out to someone, they're just like, no thanks. Um, maybe uh, if we go back to slide, be persistent, <laughs> or if we go on to the next slide, just uh, continue to be intentional without being like pushy or, I don't know, I, I kind of know, but uh, yeah, I think be understanding, they might not be in that place, and that's okay, so it, it just takes time. Uh, be consistent, um, Michelle kind of talked a little bit about, bit about this, um, discipleship will challenge us to grow uh, in ways that we never considered thinking uh, in one perspective, but when we get the perspective of another person, it's just like, oh, dang, maybe I am struggling with that. Um, so uh, I think being consistent is uh, important because uh, if you're acting a different way uh, outside of church than you are in church, then it's like kind of sending mixed messages to people that look up to you, whether you are aware of it or not. Um, so that's something that I, I really try to uh, be aware of. Like, am I am I doing something that might uh, not be pleasing to God, or that might cause someone else to think, "Oh, that guy, he's totally fake." Um, so, uh, and be committed. I think uh, this goes along with the uh, the understanding. Um, if if you're committed to growing in your faith. I, if I'm committed to growing in my faith, I think I want to be uh, intentional in reaching out to others and uh, reaching to disciple and be disciple. Um, so I think uh, through learning all of this, I think God is starting to convict me to maybe reach out to someone older than me and look for that kind of relationship for someone to teach me about medical school, to teach me about 
know, being a better person. Um, a lot of you guys <laughs> know Jane and Kutek. Uh, I like to uh, talk to them about school because I'm a, I'm a little baby noob. Um, I've only taken like one test and I've never been on the, uh, the hospital ward to like see patients and stuff. And that's like real business. Um, so I think uh, in that sense, I, I just want to be like, hey, who tech? What's, uh, what's it like uh, doing a physical exam <laughs> <laughs> on a real patient? Is it, is it, is it cold? <laughs> Whatever. But uh, something as simple as that, I think uh, just discipleship, seek, seeking out help and, and stuff like that. And in spiritual issues, hey, Howard, um, like, uh, what, what, what does it mean to uh, disciple others? Not, not right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I did that last week. I did that last week. So to sum it all up. Uh, discipleship is a two-way street. So that means that both parties have to be intentional with the relationship. Of course, like I said before, that not all discipleship relationships are like this. Some can be one-sided. Um, but the most effective one is both ways, where both parties are being intentional with each other, being vulnerable, just being open with each other. Um, that way you guys will both really grow and it'll flourish. I think it's also just understanding that when you're being discipled by someone, it's not just them pouring out onto me and I'm just receiving all of the blessings. It's a two-way street in that like, you can also pour out to them and give them your perspective. At least that's what I want to do. <laughs> and think big, start small, and go deep. So think big, think big, the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. Um, start small. Um, just focus on a couple of people. You don't have to like grab everyone you can see and be like, I'm going to disciple you. Because um, that's impossible. You can't spend time with everyone, you know. So just like start with maybe one or two people and then grow with them. And go deep. With those few, go deep with them. Like go deep enough where um, they're experienced enough that they can go and like make disciples with other people. So. Uh, and uh, last, sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> for today um, that we could just gather here and learn from you. Um, I thank you that you brought everyone here safely. The room is a lot more full than usual and it's um, really great. I'm just um, glad that you brought everyone here safely from college or from wherever they are. I pray that um, throughout this week and throughout you know our lives that we are just constantly reminded of your love for us and how much we should pour that into others and um, be unified under you. Um, I thank you for the brokenness that you put in our lives, Lord, and that we can just share that with others and um, use that to create more disciples for your kingdom. Um, I pray that everyone has a great Thanksgiving, that we're just um, constantly reminded to be thankful. Um, I just thank you for today. Thank you.